This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. This is going to be a great show and one that will change how you look at your life and dreams and you'll realize that they are within reach. So joining me today is Hina Khan. She is a peak performance coach and I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, Claudia. Thank you. So I thought we'd start by explaining to all of us, what is a peak performance coach? One of the things that I always say is that I don't teach people what to think, but I teach them how to think. It's really about using your mind so that you can reach new levels, but reach new levels with ease and joy and fun. I am not about hustle and grind. So we're talking about having quantum leaps by using the power of your mind and understanding how to think. That, you know, that's a whole new way of approaching our lives, I think, because we have all been trained to think a certain way and live a certain way. And I think that working with you can really help me, you know, as well, kind of look at things differently. So I know that working with you means that you're going to help me challenge and explore my thoughts and my beliefs and the ones that are holding me back. Absolutely. I always say that everything you desire, Claudia, is underneath your judgment. And in fact, I just did this exercise with my clients and we really went through their judgments. And I said, well, who would you be without those judgments? What would you be doing if you didn't have those judgments? And it was what was really interesting is where are the judgments in your head? Where are the ideas of who you would be without your judgments in your head? Where do things have to change? in your head before the outer world can change. And we are so programmed to live from the outside in, like it's everything outside of us. You are creating your world every day. I just want you to create the world that you want. And, you know, and I think that we all want the same thing. We all want to live our best life and be the happiest and healthiest ever. But when you say judgments, where do those judgments come from? And what, what are some examples of judgments? Examples of judgments can be things like um, if we think of ones that many women that are also mothers and maybe um, have desires for a, a certain career or getting their business to a different level, like they will have to sacrifice family if they, if they choose that. They can't have both. So that's a judgment. A judgment can be around wealth. Well, you know, rich people are greedy. That's a judgment. A judgment can be around that you, you can't really do it right now. You're too old, you're too young, you're not educated enough, you're overqualified. Um, a judgment can be that you're not worthy, you're not lovable, that you've never been in a good relationship, that you don't have luck like other people do. Many times these judgments are not something that just happened yesterday. They were formed early on, but we are not even aware of them and they are running the show. So for example, If you do have children and you're running a business and you want to take your business to the next level, but you hold the judgment that your children will suffer, you won't think of ideas and ways that you can do it with ease, the way that you can grow your business and not have to sacrifice anything. You'll stop yourself or you will sabotage yourself to prove that judgment true. Mm -hmm. 
I can't tell you how many times I've done that because I am that person you're describing. I run a business, I have children, and now I'm doing, uh, you know, other things. And that thought always trickles back into my, I guess, my subconscious. And for a long time, it really did um, limit what I was capable of. And then one day something triggered in me and I thought, wait, I can have it all. So is that how it works? You one day just kind of wake up and realize this? Or is there a process? When I work with my clients, we go through a process. And it's so the first step is that though. And sometimes it can be something external. The thing is, most of the times when we are creating change from something external, it's because we've hit a rock bottom moment, or things have gotten so bad that we cannot deny it anymore. I just say, well, let's create through ease, joy, and fun, which can still be a stretch, and it's way out of your comfort zone, but why not expand that way? So then the idea is that, yes, you have the awareness that, okay, wait a minute, maybe I don't have to sacrifice my family. Maybe I can build, and actually my whole family can grow with me. We can all evolve. See, now what the work is, the work is to sustain that thought because you may have a new thought you may be at a new level but your environment and everything is still the same so you've got to sustain that thought until the physical matches how you're feeling on the inside that's the part where I always think mentorship or coaching is so important is to sustain you in the meantime that's really important because you, as much as your mind can go in the direction it needs to be, you do need that help. You know, you do need that help to kind of keep you there, keep the little negative thoughts or the insecurities from creeping back in, right? Absolutely. So let me ask you a question. So if one area of your life is not where you want it to be, does it necessarily affect other areas? I think that's a big point that we all miss. So if you're, you know, waiting for something to happen in one area of your life, is it going to affect the other areas of your life? So for example, if you aren't pleased with your relationship, will maybe your work life be affected as well? I always say uh, business problems are personal problems in disguise. (laughs) So it, it, there's some areas where we can accept um, having the life that we want. We don't have as much resistance to it as in other areas. But how it can affect it, if let's say you're really struggling at work or building your business, you may be not patient or present with your family. So the stresses of that can affect your family. But here's, here's what happens. Many people come to me because they want to create wealth. They want to create things within their business. But what they find is the, is the biggest surprise is how it positively impacts their personal life. Because it's, it's about how you're showing up. It's a state of being. It's how you're showing up. Your doing comes from your state of being. So you may be Um, what we do is we just decide who you are and then you show up as that person in all areas of your life. And then it just gets better and better and better. And that makes a lot of sense because if you're going to commit to something, for example, if you're going to commit to like, you know, getting healthy and working out and you're achieving that goal, you're going to be so inspired to do all the other things in your life and you're going to do them with ease and with joy and with passion. I feel like that's, you know, that, that's like a, mo- a really important point and, and that's something that um, I'm sure you're promoting as well. Yeah. 
Now you talk about this is this really attracted my attention. So you talk about reprogramming your subconscious programming. What does this mean? Oh my gosh, I was just talking about this on my call this morning. Um, So it's a it's like when you are doing a renovation, and let's say you've got the plans for your house, and it's really like, oh, it's going to be so good. And maybe even have a virtual experience of it, where they're really able to show you what it's going to feel like. And then you start the demo, and you start it, and you start to find things behind the walls that won't sustain the new level that you want to take your house to, meaning maybe you have knob and tube wiring. You've got to literally do rewiring if you want to have a strong foundation for your new home. So that's what we have to do. It's like within ourselves, we have to rewire because we want to rewire the subconscious to be a match to what you desire. Your current environment, your mental model is a match to what you have. If you want to have something different, you have to be someone different and that person has a different wiring. When you look at people that are successful, they don't have anything that you don't have. They have just arranged their mind in the pattern that's a match to what they have. Yeah, that makes so much sense. But this like subconscious, like rewiring or reprogramming your subconscious, where does that come from? So for example, you know, I grew up in a, you know, you know, family, like nuclear family, you know, mom, dad, both kind of worked, but they themselves, I realize now had limiting beliefs for what they were capable of and what they could do. And over the years, I've learned that that kind of spilled over into my own personal life because they came from, you know, a different country, not speaking the language. I, I feel like that kind of affected me until I got old enough and mature enough to figure it out. And I've started to reprogram my own subconscious. Is that an example of how this works? Totally. That's exactly it. So what our subconscious mind, those beliefs, we don't, we think of them as facts and we don't question them because we grew up in that. It was the atmosphere and the environment. And that could be of what was expected of you from your gender, from the culture you grew up in. So for me as well, it was like success is doctor, lawyer, engineer, teacher, (laughs) like that is success. Mm -hmm. So in my, so that is a, what we would call a paradigm. It's a belief that I have that that is what success is. So if I'm in my heart, if something is calling me to be something different, that is outside of that definition, I may resist that or I may do it, but I won't feel successful unless I change the programming of what success is. When we come back, five tips to reaching your peak performance. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 105.9 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. 
The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Hina and I were discussing reprogramming our subconscious thoughts and how we can create the life we want. So Hina, as a peak performance coach, you offer five tips to reaching your peak performance. What are they and how do they work? I would say the first thing is take 100% responsibility for all of your results. If it's on your plate, you ordered it. <laughs> now, there have been times when things have been on my plate and I said, I don't think I ordered this. <laughs> Can we send this back to the kitchen because I would not have ordered this. I ordered it subconsciously then. When you do that, you can move on a lot quicker. The second thing I would say is get in the habit of making decisions. We don't know how to make decisions, and oftentimes we're polling the wrong people that don't have the results that we want, asking them what we should do. Start to make a habit of making decisions quickly. That's one of the things that we find with successful people, because making decisions quickly, that starves fear and it collapses time. Indecision costs you. Another thing is this was probably one of the biggest things that made a huge difference in my life is not caring is how do I say this? Yeah, not caring what other people think. Not needing to be liked. You do that. You have the ability to not care what other people think. There is so much freedom in that because then you can try things. And you can, you know, I mean, if you're going to fail publicly, you fail publicly. Like, you can learn from it. You can move on a lot quicker if you're not afraid of what other people think. I think another thing is having a strong morning routine. Um, this is something that I do with my clients. My clients, we have hundreds of people that come on my 6 a.m. Eastern calls. Wow. And we, we have that. And it sets them up. Um, it's, you know, I was just talking to a client. The, a voice note I got this morning was that her, she's got a bit of a conundrum because she's made so much money mm-hmm. and she didn't realize what the taxes were at that tax bracket because she's never been there before. <laughs> that sounds like a good I, problem. <laughs> I think that's a great problem. But so now her mind is, she, do I need to move? And I said to her, I said, no. You can move if you want to, but don't make it because of the taxes. Otherwise, you're putting conditions on money. If money is infinite, just make more money. Right. <laughs> and pay the taxes. Like, so, again, this is, this is and, and what I also find for my clients is because we do this morning routine, they get more done in the, in the hour after my call with them than people do in eight hours because they're really focused. They're responsive. What the morning routine does is it puts you in a peak performance state. You are connecting to your goals, your desires, and you start your day in that state. And then what you want to do is sustain it as long as you can. But what we're doing with the morning routine is you're repeatedly, you're repeatedly putting yourself in that state and creating from that state. So I think that that's a really, really huge one. And then finally, what I would say is self-forgiveness. And that has to do with the judgments. Forgive yourself for the judgments that you have had, and it will open things up. Like I said, your whole life, what you desire is underneath your judgments. So those, those are my five top things for today. 
I, I think that that just makes so much sense. And I was listening to you thinking, wow, there are a lot of things in there in those statements that I know I have been guilty of. So the first one is I know that I've ordered something and not realized it and it showed up on my plate. So let's go back and talk a little bit about that. You said something that really stuck in my head. So I kind of ordered it subconsciously. What did that mean? <laughs> that means that when something keeps showing up, um, you're attracting it. You are a match to it. So there's even been things in my life where something has happened or someone has said something. And I'm like, how, how, how was I a match to that? But if you find, let's say you're a business owner and you find people are always asking you for discounts. You're a match to that. There's something about you. And maybe you've got to be firmer in your boundaries. Maybe you've got to be clearer in your pricing. Maybe you're, you've been trying to be so accommodating that people don't even know where you stand. Sometimes it can be something that happens in your personal relationships where you're like, oh, my goodness, how did this happen? But in some way, you were available for it. So it's not, to, it's not to blame or judge you, but it's just to say, okay, I don't want to be a match with that. So let me clean this up without beating myself up. Right. That, clean it up without beating yourself up. And I think that is something that um, most of us need work on because as you're talking about it, I just listed five incidences in my week that I think I've done that. I've actually ordered something subconsciously and I realize yeah. that I have to learn from that. That's really, really important. But does it, so, okay, this is all a lot of work, but it also sounds like it's fun work. So, you know, you're working with people and you all, you say that it's more about who you become rather than just coaching. So do you ever encounter like individuals or clients who are just resistant to change due to fear? How do you break down those barriers? So if some, so here's the thing, our dominant thoughts will always be supported. So, so if somebody is, if somebody's like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do this, but I don't know if it will work with, for me. Either we reframe that or we prove that, yes, it doesn't work for you. Right. So there's got to be, someone's got to be coachable. So we can have resistance and fear and be scared. And working with me, you know, for some people, it's a huge investment. They're taking out line of credit to do it. Like, this is really huge. Um, for others, you know, just depending where they are, it may not be uh, an investment of money, but an investment of time. And there must be some sort of ordeal that my clients must go through to work with me. Um, like I always say, if that package is too easy for you, then you've got to go into the next package because there's got to be something so you've got skin in the game that overrides, like the desire for that something new overrides the resistance and fear. But if you're going to stay in resistance and fear, then we're not a match and I won't work with you. Um, you're not ready to work with me then. And that makes sense because then it's uh, neither of you are going to gain anything out of it. And it, it's just a waste of the time and of money. Totally. Exactly. But when you say um, working with you is more about who you become, let's, let's mm -hmm. kind of expand on this. How, what do you mean by that? So the first, one of the things we do is we think of like, what do you really want? Not what do you think you can have, what would be reasonable within a few months or a year or so. What do you really want? So there, so there is a version of you that you are not yet that is a match to what you really want. 
So the idea of the goal is not to get. The getting is fun. Let me tell you, my clients have had some fun. One of my clients just today was sharing about the dream home that she bought. That is fun. But you see, she had to become a person, become the person that was a match that could have that dream home. Sometimes the work, honestly, is not in, in even figuring out what we want. That can be it. But it's being available to receive it, feeling worthy enough to have it. Some people get it and they can't hold on to it because they don't feel worthy of receiving it because they still have knob and tube wiring. Right. Very, very valid point. And, and it's all about realizing that you are entitled to all the things that, are, that you want out of your life. Am I right about that? Not only entitled, it's your birthright. We were not meant to just scrape by, make the mortgage and, you know, maybe go on one vacation a year. We, we get to have it all. Like we are the universe. We are the universe and you get to create your world. And what I do is I help you create it every single day. I, what I want to do is what we are making conscious that you get to have it all, that you get to have it with ease, joy, and fun, that you are worthy of it. I want that to then become unconscious to you because that's just who you are that you don't have to remember that that's who you are. That's just who you, that's just who you are. That's your default. And, and that's, you know, that's, the, that's where I was going to go next is, does this, does eventually your, do, is reprogramming your subconscious eventually mean that it, it's just part of what you do daily. You don't give it a second thought. It's just you've set your boundaries, you've created your goals, and you've kind of broken down those judgments of yourself. Is that really the end game? A hundred percent. So what happens is when people, sometimes people might come on to a master class. Right now I'm doing an open house. I have different things throughout the year that is open to the public. And they'll say, I've had a breakthrough. And I'm like, and everyone does when they come on, if they play full out. And I'm like, perfect, you've had the breakthrough. Now we can get started. Because the breakthrough is, is not the end goal. The end goal is to make that breakthrough your default behavior, make that breakthrough your automatic way of being, make that breakthrough your subconscious. Right. Now, you've worked with so many clients, and I'm sure you've had success stories with them. Do you have any of those stories that kind of stand out in your mind that really left a lasting impression on you and the work that you do? Oh, my gosh. There are, there. yes, there are so many. Um, you know, there are things where... Uh, gosh, just the just people falling back in love with themselves and their partners, that changing, that really means a lot to me, especially when people have kids and you just see how it changes their relationship with their children. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I've definitely had people make their annual income, their monthly income. That's pretty normal. So what they made in a year, they start making in a month. And that's really fun. I remember this one client, she was in Australia. uh, She talks about it as well, Fabiana. And she would go, there was this pet house she wanted to live in. And she would sit outside of it and just, we would have our sessions sometimes. And she would be sitting outside at a park across the street, um, just envisioning herself in it and uh, having gratitude and doing her gratitude list across from it. Well, I think in 18 months or 14 months, I can't remember, maybe it was less than that. She now lives in that um, seven-figure penthouse in um, 
Australia and in Brisbane. And what was funny is when she started working with me, which I didn't know this, she was 150 K in debt. Wow. She created it. She did the work. Yep. And I, th- I think that is like the message, right? That I think listeners should know is that all of this does not come without work and commitment. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be, you've got to be more committed to your dreams than you are to your, um, to your like current level of beliefs, but, but because, you know, sometimes people don't even want to take on the new job or take on a promotion because, Oh, what would my current colleagues think? I don't want them to think that I feel like I'm better than them or anything like that. We're letting what other people think dictate us when all that really matters is what we think because what we think controls our results. So it is work. I like, I don't believe in hustle and grind, but what I will say takes effort is, is the discipline of your thoughts and keeping yourself focused on what you want and off of what you don't want. And you said something earlier on, um, not caring, because I'm finding that a lot lately in my own practice and in, in dealing with, you know, I have a, you know, a very solid group of friends that one of the things that really affects them is how other people think of them or view them. And it's like not, I'm trying to do the same thing, not care what other people think of me. Like, I'm not a mean person. I'm not a bad person. I'm not doing it, but not caring what other people think about where I'm headed. I think that's a really, really important point. Now, is that a good place to start? Is that in terms of like the five principles, not caring? Is that a good place to start? Yeah, because that has to, for sure, I, I would say that's so important. And that will tie into the, also the judgment principle as well, because here's the thing, and this happened to me recently everybody's point of view is right. Like, like if a person has an opinion about you from their story of view, that is right. So I was on a call with a client that I needed to release. Um, and she felt that I was not, that she felt I was out of integrity and that's complete. And, and I, and in her point of view, I could see that in where she was looking at it from, that was how she felt. And I wasn't going to fight her on that. Then I come up, I come upstairs from my office and there's a package waiting for me. And I open up a package and it's just a surprise package from a client that's saying, oh my gosh, you've changed my life. So both of the, and from my client who sent me the package point of view, I am right. Like, like that is true. That is her story of me. These are stories that people have of me. What is most important is my story of me. And my story of me is that I am kind. Mm -hmm. I am love. I am the universe. I am clear. I absolutely know I know. So I, that is my state of being. So I can be okay with somebody not liking me and them having that because I know who I am and I can be delighted with the package that I received because I know who I am, but neither one of those define me. I define me. That is like the best point ever. And I can't thank you enough for sharing that with us today. Um, If listeners want to learn more about you and your book or have a discovery call, how can they do that? Yeah, so the best place is to come over to my um, 
Facebook group called Hannah's Success Circle. And that's really great because that's where you'll find a lot of free resources. I have a, I have a podcast called Possibilities with Hannah Khan that you can find on your podcast player. And then Instagram is Coach with Hannah. And to tell you how much I don't care what people think, mm -hmm. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> and that's also Coach with Hannah. <laughs> that should tell you. And I love it. And I think that's a lesson for me to learn right there. So thank you so much again. <laughs> thank you. And for my listeners, you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, ClaudiaMachiella.com. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.